Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. You can go ahead and turn with me in your Bibles. We're going to get here in just a bit. But go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10 today is where we're going to begin Go ahead and uh, find your place there. Oh, thank you, God. This, this week was a big week in our home. We started off the week uh, navigating one of our clients, had a, a student that had been a part of his ceremony of honoring the high school enlistees that signed up for the armed forces. And we walked with him through finding out that one of his students was a part of the suicide bombing in Afghanistan. And that started the week. And you know, how many are so thankful that God places you exactly where you need to be in order to release kingdom when it's needed? Come on, somebody. We are not accidentally placed, and we knew that. We knew that. And we, we were calling as we found out that 900-plus Afghanistan refugees are being transported in to Philadelphia. We were calling, and Lauren, our outreach amazing coordinator, was on the phone with Ashley and and figuring out with the the organization that's working with these families to bring them in and host them uh, as they've been displaced from their, their homes and their culture and their country. And we were on the phone with them trying to navigate how can we as a church gather around how can we serve? How can we serve? I remember this week, and just to be totally transparent, we found ourselves in our office just crying and praying together. You know that moment when it's beyond you? It's beyond you. That's why I want to talk today about how to stay in the place, in the posture of being on the offense and not the defense. Kingdom vibes. We're talking about kingdom vibes. Now, we all send out vibes, right? We talked about this last week. Everybody sends vibes. Good vibes, positive vibes, negative vibes, creepy vibes, weird vibes. We all got vibes. And we can feel it. It's something in the atmosphere. But we'll 100% miss our mark of our calling and our God-given purpose if we're not sending kingdom vibes. Kingdom vibes is what we're called to do. When Jesus came, the religious people are getting caught up in good vibes. We wear this. We do this. We have all the tassels. We we make sure that we follow the rule. It was good vibes, but they had missed the mark. Jesus came in. He said, no, 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 no. This is not how the world is to see the church as good vibes. Oh, I go to that place because it makes me feel good. Oh, those people are just other good people. No, God has called us to mark history with Power, power from on high. Kingdom vibes is setting something in motion that transforms natural. When Jesus came in, there were sick people. When he came into the moment, they were healed. When he came in, there were blind people, could not see. But when Jesus rocked up and released kingdom vibes, not good vibes, not, oh, brother, we'll gather around you and pray for you. 
Oh, let's, let's, let's lay our hands and just support my brother who has blindness right now. Do we ever see that in scripture? No, good answer. <laughs> no, you never see Jesus coming and patting someone on the back. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. We got good vibes here at this church. No, no, no. Jesus came and he released kingdom vibes. And that's what we as a church are grabbing a hold of. Because when we read scripture and we see how Jesus lived and God said, this is my son, it's my example. I am well pleased with him. In other words, follow that example. And Jesus put the mantle on us. And so as a church, we read, okay, this is the example of how we are to live. Now we work on ourselves to make sure we're in alignment. We said this last week, but if you're, if you're feeling blocked, that there's no power flowing through you, I would encourage you and, and implore you to get on your face before God, get in the presence of Holy Spirit and ask, Holy Spirit, what is blocking? Why am I not seeing a release? Why am I not seeing kingdom vibes? Maybe you only have good vibes. Maybe you've been a part of churches in the past and that's all there is. There's good vibes and everybody feels good. And man, if this church was based on good vibes, we would not be effective. It's kingdom vibes we must obtain and it's kingdom vibes we must release. Amen? So this is what we're obsessed with. And in this series, my heart is that you catch it and I, I encourage you, too, if you missed last week or, or this week, maybe you got caught up in everything. We talked about purity and the purity of the, the place of power. And if you didn't do that, if you didn't get clean, if you didn't come before Christ and let him clean out, remove the blockades. I like this picture of Jesus coming in because what, what we do is when we come to Jesus with the sin and all the things of this world and we try to carry the weight and then follow Christ, it's a block. I love the, just the picture of Jesus coming in just like kicking down the door. It's like he releases, he opens up the floodgates so that we can be released, so that we can do something effective in our world. How many want to do something effective in your world? I don't know about you, but I don't want to just show up and be one of the crowd. I don't. I don't want to get in the Uber and just be another rider in that Uber car, Right? I don't want to go to the grocery store and just be another obnoxious person that's, that's paying out. No. When I come into the space, I want to release kingdom vibes so you're transformed. Because the way that the word is elevated, the way that the word is proven is the power that's alive in you. Did you know that? You can speak this to your blue in the face. There's people who argue this all day long. Well, the Bible says, well, the Bible says, and if that's, that's the nth degree of your argument to get people saved, I would encourage you, my friend, drop to your knees. Get before Holy Spirit and say, Lord, help me to see. Help me to see. How can I become one that's not just releasing good vibes and not just knowing the scripture? This is all so important. And I'm not putting it to the side to say you shouldn't know scripture. Absolutely. Because, but the difference is this. The difference is this. And, and we, I want to talk about this today because I think this is the power of kingdom vibes. This is the power. This is the posture of power. But when you read the scripture just to know the scripture, there's no power in it. But when you read the scripture to get to Jesus, the, the, the word comes alive. And so we have to get him in us. 
become pure. So I encourage you, hey, be praying about what is your part in all of this. As, as us as a church, we come around these Afghanistan refugees, and, and there's opportunities, and Lauren will, will update us as a church as what we can do to really jump in. But I, I encourage you right now, just be in prayer about that. Say, God, what is my part in this season? Uh, we're going to have gold night on Tuesday night. I encourage all of you, make sure you register. Get on the app, register for it. We're going to release the vision for this season as we move into a new space and what God is calling us as a body. How many know it's not just the staff or the team? It is us collectively, right? It's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you, it's you. It's you online. It's all of us. It's all of us collectively saying, how can we release God's kingdom so that people understand, wow, there's something different about that. It's not just something we believe. It's something that's effective. So I, I encourage you today, man, this week, be praying, be praying. All right, are you ready to talk about how to be solidified in your faith? I want to talk about today how to be effective in the midst of life. Man, this week when we found ourselves in the midst of those situations, it's things that are beyond you. I remember getting calls when I first became a pastor coming into Philadelphia, and we had uh, one of our team came on, and, and we were serving together and, and leading together, and she was like, hey, my brother is in the hospital and it was in that moment, I'm like, I came in and, and he, he, you know, he had overdosed and he, he was in a, a very critical state. And it's in that moment that you can't do it on your own. You have nothing to give. You have nothing that's going to solve the issue. And that's where we have to depend and plug into the power of God because it's that that affects the world around us. Amen? It's that that affects everything. It affects the way we love each other. Think about it. Someone calls you up, girl, I'm having a bad day. Oh, my word. My boo is being crazy, okay? Or whatever it is. I just broke up. I just lost a loved one. I'm dealing with this sickness. I'm dealing with this at my job. I'm dealing with transition. Whatever it is, you're faced with something that you can't solve on your own. You can, you can speak to it. You can try to give wisdom to it, and that's all good and gravy, but Kingdom Vibes is releasing the power of Christ into the situation that transforms heart and transforms the situation. It turns it upside down. It's kingdom reality. It's kingdom reality. We're on mission, y'all, on mission to occupy this land before Jesus comes back to take his church to heaven. How many know that day is coming very soon? Oh, y'all don't, you're not aware? Yeah, you, you better be aware. Please don't be sleeping when Jesus comes back. If you are sleeping, oh, man, please, please, wake up. Wake up, church. We are in the 11th hour. This is the final hour. God is calling his church to wake up. I think this will be a, a, a huge time. I truly believe this. This will be a great time of awakening and a great time of falling away. You watch. There will be a great time of tickling of the ears and people just listening to the message that feels good, and they'll fall away. When, when the rubber meets the road, when life becomes real, as we, we face what we read in Revelations, as we face those days coming, when Jesus is coming back for his bride and the earth is groaning and all these things are taking place, there will be a time where there'll be a great awakening, where there will be great revival. In fact, I, I don't even want to say there will be. There is right now, currently, a great revival breaking out in our city. Are you aware? Are you a part? Hey, let me just encourage you today, if you're not, get in. 
Get in. I don't know what you're waiting for. Don't, don't put your tiptoe in. Jump in. Holy Spirit's empowering his church. I'm telling you, we have not yet, we have not seen as many miracle signs and wonders as we're seeing right now currently. I love, is my brother Shepherd here today? Yo, love you, brother. We, we prayed for his, his leg two Sundays ago, and I want you to tell the story. So we're going to film you and, and have it, your story play. Just a real snippet. Uh, God, God grew out his leg at the front row of Warehouse on Watts. He had hip issues, and God literally grew that leg out in my hands. God is a good God, amen? He's a powerful God. He's a powerful God. He's moving and working, and so us as a church, we are getting in position to say, God, how can we be used? How can we be the church that's alive, sending kingdom vibes everywhere we go? We're not just showing up to work to make it through. We're not just showing up to school just to get our education. We're not just showing up to a, a friend group just to have fun and unplug. We're not just, just doing these things in vain. We are showing up with an agenda. We're occupying the land. We're taking back this kingdom that the, the, the enemy thinks he has, but we're coming in with victory. How many are ready for that in your life? You want to see victory in your life? You want to see miracles, signs, and wonders through your prayers? See salvation happen. Y'all, last night was crazy. We went to three different U-Hauls, and it had gotten to the point where we were hours, hours, hours just traveling all around and trying to figure this thing out. And one by one, they're like, no, no truck, no truck. Finally, I find myself at the last place. I'm like, I call Ashley. It's about 1130. And I'm like, Ash, I think we need to throw in the towel. I, I don't know what else to do. We've, we've been at this for a very long time. She's like, okay, we'll figure it out. So, I, you know, we had enough equipment with our, our creative firm. We're like, we can pull enough together to get live stream going. We can pull enough together to get, you know, the music and all that's on. And that's good. We'll have church. God will come. He'll move. He'll move in a mighty way. And I remember getting off the phone. I just said, God, why? Have you ever asked that? Why? Why am I here? Why did this happen? This is frustrating. This doesn't seem to be a part of your plan. But I understand. I'm... I'm strategically placed like a chess piece on his chessboard, and so are you. Everywhere you go, no matter what it is, I mean, here we have Leticia living in our house, all the way from Brazil, strategically placed in America. We have beautiful Jennifer, all the way from Africa, strategically placed in Philadelphia. Why? God's playing chess in order to accomplish his mission and vision. And so in the moment of frustration is the posture of saying, all right, Lord, I don't understand this. This is beyond me. So I need you to intervene and tell me why. Show me why. I need to become aware. Why is this happening? Can I tell you it wasn't, but 10 minutes later, my Uber driver pulled up. I get in the car, and we're, we're having conversation. I'm like, hey, how's your night going? And he's like, good, good. How's yours? I was like, bro, it's been crazy. Not going to lie. It's been nuts. I said, but it's been good. I said, you know, we have a church. And I explained to him that, you know, we have this trailer that we pull, and we couldn't get a truck because of all the flooding and all. But I said, you know what? U-Haul's doing what they can in order to help serve. So I, I can't complain. We're all in this together making strides. And he goes, you're a Christian? I said, absolutely. He said, I am too. But I haven't been in church in a while. I said, well, man, what are you waiting on? And it was a beautiful conversation. We just talked about God and who God is and power of community. Right then he goes, I'm coming to your church, man. 
I said, I can't this weekend, but I'm coming. I'm bringing my son so you'll be able to meet him. It's in that moment I was like, thank you, God, for strategically placing me to release kingdom vibes, that I wasn't so caught up. And let me encourage you, in your life, everywhere you go, everything you do, every time you wake up in the morning, you ask God, God, why am I here? What am I doing today? Where are we going? Jesus said, I'm going to send you a, a person to empower you and to partner with you. We are partnering co-heirs, co-heirs. We work with Holy Spirit. This isn't a prayer like, Holy Spirit, just do it. God, just go before me and just do it. Now, he does do that. Don't get me wrong. He does do this. But the most effective time when God moves is through an individual. <laughs> when he takes over your language, when he takes over your words, when he takes over your night and strategically places you in a place where he can use you to bring kingdom vibes. All right, Acts chapter 10. Are you ready? We've been waiting long enough. Come on, let's jump in. Acts chapter 10, verse 1. It says, at Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius, Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he asked. The angel answered, your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. Everybody say Peter. Peter. On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Peter. Simon, which meant pebble, when God changed his name to Peter, which means rock. Peter was an aware of a calling that was greater than his past name and identity. That's what you have to realize, is you, before your identity in Christ, you were powerless. But my friend, it's time to be aware and understand, when you come into Christ, you get a new identity. And maybe you're living for Christ with the same identity you had before Christ. Maybe you're living in that same fear, Maybe you're living in that same doubt as before Christ, but, but you're, you're following Christ, which, amazing. Praise the Lord. The greatest decision you could ever make. But Peter understood something, is that when Jesus came into his life, transformed him, changed his name, set him on a course, he became one with power. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, you got power. You got power. Now, one thing I want to point out here is when Cornelius prayed. I want to point out five words that are huge. Underline them in your Bible. He prayed to God regularly. There you go. Now, I just gave you a hack into the power of God, to God moving in your life, how to be on the offense instead of the defense. So it was five words. He prayed to God regularly regularly 
He had a routine. He had a set time, a set space where he met with God. And you know what that did? It moved God's heart. Now, you got to know, and you might be like, oh, this is kind of a cool story, but, you know, it's Bible stuff and whatnot. This was actually the first time that God was moving and speaking to Gentiles because God was a God of the Jews, right? His chosen people. And that up until this point, it was absurd to think that God would be for the Gentiles instead of the Jews. But Cornelius, being a Gentile, sought God. He was a God-fearing man. And his family, it says he was devout, his family God-fearing, and regularly he met with God. He wanted to know him. He wanted to pray and seek him. And in that, God saw his prayer and said, I'm going to change everything. Now, you can read this whole story because it's amazing. But Peter has this vision then on the other side, not even knowing about Cornelius. He has this vision and this sheep falls down, short story. He basically sees eating meat. And he's like, what? We don't eat meat. We're, we're Jews. We're devout. We, we don't do that. It's not kosher. And so God is like ripping the curtains open of what it means to love and serve and be united to be in unity, and he's showing him that there was no place, no person, no thing that was unclean when Jesus and God called it clean. And so Peter shows up in Cornelius' door. This was absurd because a Jew would never meet with a Gentile, especially coming into their house. And we see Peter now walking to the house, and this whole new era of God moving in and through the Gentiles. How many are so thankful being a Gentile? Maybe we have some Jewish uh, families and we love you so much. But I know for me and my family, we were talking about that. Zion was like, wait, are we Gentiles? Yeah, yeah. Aren't you thankful that God broke the separation and let us all become a part of the family of Christ, became in the power of Jesus, that we can move in kingdom vibes? How many are so grateful? Oh, y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it, do you? Because we'd have to be on the outskirts without God getting involved and saying, what I doubt, what I doubt uh, clean is clean. What I say is free is free indeed. Therefore, we have relationship with him. But it all starts with a regular conversation with God. Can I tell you this? When you pray to God regularly, irregular things happen on a regular basis. Mark Patterson said that. When you pray regularly to God, irregular things start to happen on a regular basis. All of a sudden, crazy things happen, like people's legs growing out. And someone's back being healed on the street. I remember being uh, at the, the chicken place right across from where we served Chosen 300. The guy's tumor disappeared while we were praying. Like, Elijah, that's crazy stuff. I know! I'm not crazy, okay? I'm not crazy, but this is stuff that happens. And I'm like, wow, that's irregular. What about you? Is that regular for you? It's not regular for me. For tumors to disappear, legs to grow out, backs to be healed right there in an instant, that's not regular. But when you pray to God regularly, when you have a constant conversation, a constant awareness of Christ and a relationship where you build it with God, this is the space where God is calling his church that we not get so caught up in the feed of the world. We, not, we don't get so caught up in what the, the world is feeding us every day, all day long. There's so much. Oh, my word, you guys, there's so much. 
but that we get set apart, that we say, God, we want to release your kingdom, so we need to get plugged into you. We need to get plugged into you. Amen? You start to live with a holy anticipation. You start to come out your door and say, all right, God, what are you going to do today? All right, what are you up to? What are you going to speak through me? How are you going to use me? And you start to do it in your family. You start to say, okay, I got two kids here. I got a wife. You know, we got a beautiful family. All right, when situations arise, who am I in this situation? And that comes from a regular conversation with God where he puts his identity on you. We have people in this church, all kinds of backgrounds, religions. Some of you are from a Catholic background or Baptist or Protestant. I mean, we got all sorts, all kinds. The beautiful thing, and what I want to make sure that we're aware of, is a regular conversation, a regular relationship with Christ is not just a good suggestion. It's a mandate. This isn't just a, hey, church, I think we should. This is just pastor's suggestion to a better life. <laughs> no. It's essential. It's essential to your walk with Christ. It's a regular meeting with the king. Rodney Gypsy Smith, one of the greatest revivalists of our time, he was asked, how do you start a revival? Everywhere he went, it seemed like revival was on his heels. People were getting healed. These huge gatherings were coming out. Uh, thousands were getting saved. I think millions underneath his ministry altogether were getting saved. And they asked him, how do you, how do you start a revival? How do you do it? People asked him. And Gypsy Smith said this, go home. Lock yourself in your room. Kneel down. And in the middle of the floor, draw a circle around yourself. There, on your knees, pray fervently and brokenly that God would start a revival within that chalk circle. Gypsy Smith had realized something, is that revival doesn't break out in the mass. Revival breaks out inside. See, sometimes we do get it construed a little bit. We're like, all right, God, we're all together. Move. And yet we don't have this constant, regular relationship with Christ where we're seeking him, we're hungry for him. We're devout to him. We say, God, you have my all. You're not just my savior. You're my Lord. I follow you every day. Every day I wake up and I say, okay, what are we doing today, Holy Spirit? How are we going to be used today, Holy Spirit? You see, we're, we have a creative firm, and we go from client to client. We, we film, and we tell stories, and it's amazing what God has called us to do. But in the middle of that, I don't just show up and say, okay, next client. All right, what are we going to do today? All right, let's film this. No, I'm like, Holy Spirit, why am I here? Why are we working with this person? Why did you open up the door for us to be in this relationship? Why did you release this, this favor in this space? Why? Because you become aware I am not on my own here. I have Christ in me. Holy Spirit is leading me. I become one with Holy Spirit, partnering with him to release kingdom vibes. And you get the call. 
I just realized that one of my students was one of the students in the suicide bombing. Then you get that call, and you realize, Holy Spirit, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. This is why you made that relationship happen, because that person right now needs kingdom vibes. Doesn't need good vibes. Doesn't need a pat on the back. I'm so sorry, brother. Let's just, let's just cry together. Okay, that, there's time for that. But in that space, we release kingdom. We release the power of Christ. Are you with me? Are you still with me? We release the kingdom. So I would encourage you, where's your circle? How desperate are you? Desperate enough to draw a circle and say, God, I'm not leaving this space until you break out in me. I'm not leaving this space. God, I want to create more margin, not become too busy to know you, not just to know about you, not just to take pastor's word for it. Man, if you're taking my word for everything about God, I encourage you, get on your face and know him. He calls for you. He beckons for you. Every time I wake up, and I was actually, one of my mentors told me this, is that when God created the world, it said there was day and there was night. The night is the start of the new day. I used to wake up in the morning and come down, have to work myself up, you know, and the, all right, I'm up. Woo, you know, wait, wake up, Elijah. Come on, let's go. Got to pray, got to become this, this kingdom warrior that's going after God. Now I've transformed, man. It starts in the night. It starts when I lay my head down to bed. I say, good night, Jesus. And I lay my head on his chest. Because <laughs> it starts with him. And then I wake up in the morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Why? He's my lover. I love him. And he beckons you to come into a relationship with him where you're like, Christ, I am one with you. This is the position of offense. This is where we don't react to what the world is saying. We don't react to COVID. We don't react to the pandemic. We don't react to everything happening on the news. We don't react. The moment it happens, we're in the offense already. We're waiting on a move of, we're waiting on God to use us to start a move of God. Does that make sense? Are you with me? We're not, we're not sitting saying, oh, I wonder what the world's going to throw today. We're going to have to battle that enemy. No. No, we, we come from a place of victory. We come from a place of joy. Why? We're here. We're in the circle. We've already been filled. We've been filled with the king's love. We've been filled with the king's joy. We've been filled with this peace. We have it all inside of us so that when life comes, people come in and say, oh, I'm so heavy. You say, brother, I got you. Not, oh, yeah, me too. I'm tired and weak too. Let's try to make it through. Oh, this isn't helping nobody. We need a people who are on their face. Jesus, or, or God told Solomon when he built the temple, he said, if my people who are called by my name, beckoned into my presence, called to the inner chambers where they know me, they know me. They don't just go to church and hear about me and hear some Instagram thing and say, well, I know God. He's, he's cool. I got some opinions off of this pastor and this preacher and that. So, no, you hear his voice. You know him. And in that space, you come alive to what the king wants to do in you and through you. He beckons you. He calls you in to know him. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1. 
says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit. Eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. If you don't desire a move of God in your life, can I encourage you to pray for a hunger? Pray for a hunger. When I lead people to Jesus, I always have them pray that from the start. Lord, give me a hunger for the things of God. Why? Because there's so much in this world that's calling for our attention, so much that's calling for our, our, our intake. And... But if we're aware from the start, Lord, give me a hunger for the things of Christ. I'm going to lay down this Nutella latte for the next week. Good Lord. You're going to have to help me with that one. I'm going to lay down this desire so that I can get a desire for you. He says, follow the way of love. Love. This isn't rules and regulations. This is love. And out of that comes the eager desire for the gifts of God. D.L. Moody said it really well. He said, every great movement of God can be traced to a kneeling figure. Every great movement of God can be traced back to someone praying, someone seeking God, someone with a relationship with God that was intimate with God. All throughout the Bible, you read this, and there's great examples. I mean, all throughout Scripture, you see it all started with Daniel, who prayed three times a day in front of his window. And he prayed so that God, we see David out with the sheep, constantly praising God, constantly blessing the Lord. He was the man after God's own heart. Why? He regularly prayed to God. He routinely set it in his schedule to get before God. You want a life of kingdom vibes? You want a life of releasing God's kingdom? Get a regular time with the king. Get a regular time where you know him intimately, where he speaks over you and tells you who you are, when he wraps you up in, your, in his arms. Man, there are times where I just want to cry in his arms. I've been through some things in my life where I didn't make sense, and it hurt. It hurt really bad. That's why I tell everybody, it was only the, the space of being cradled by the Father that I got healed. It was only in that space that I could be healed. You have to find that place of love with him, of love with him. So number one, number one, here's the position of power, the position of offense. Are you ready? Number one, invite him in. Invite him in. It's funny because all growing up, I would, I would pray these prayers like, Lord, invade, invade. And sometimes I even have to catch myself because I'll use that word a lot. Lord, invade my heart, invade my life. But man, look at this scripture. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, here's the picture of what Christ does. It says this, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. He does not invade, he must be invited. Invite him in. This is the place of power. Where you come and you say, Lord, I can't do it without you. I am nothing without you. In fact, I'm just flapping gums. I'm helping nobody. 
I'm releasing nothing. Positive vibes, good vibes. That means nothing. It only helped for a moment. But you understand, Lord, I'm nothing without you, so I need to invite you in. Come in and meet with me. When you read the word, you don't just read this thing. You say, Lord, show me. Show me what you want me to see. That changes everything, doesn't it? Because it's not just checking it off your list. Uh, read some scripture. That was weird. Put that down. Let's read a real book now, okay? Because that was awkward. Don't understand that. No, but you, when you read it, you say, Lord, show me, show me. And then you read things like Cornelius. He prayed regularly, and Lord speaks to your heart. I want you to put a routine in your life to pray regularly just like Cornelius. I want to move in your life like that. I want to show up. I want to give you vision and dreams. And all of a sudden, you read the scripture differently. You read with a hunger and a desire. I want to know you more. What does a righteous life look like? Number two, prayer is our weapon. Prayer is our weapon. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. And I turn there. It's really good. If you haven't highlighted this one yet, you need to highlight it, okay? Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. It says, I tell you the truth, whatever you bind on earth will be, help me out, bound in heaven, thank you. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's right. Again, I tell you that two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for. It will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. And this is the power of community. This is the power of what we do here on the weekends. This is what, the power of what we do in groups. This is what the power of what we do when we serve, when we go together, when we unify ourselves, when we come in, we believe, and we, we agree. We're in agreement, and we say, Lord, have your way. But it comes from us being intimate with the Father, knowing him, that we gain those keys to the kingdom, that we bind on earth, and then it's already bound in heaven. The, the translation literally means it's already bound. It's already loosed. And we're just making it a reality on earth. It's the wonders in heaven become signs on the earth. We need signs. Signs point to reality, right? How many know we live in a world where people need to be proven that it's true? Whether it's Google, okay? Doesn't matter. They need proof. Is it proof? Is it proof? I tell you, if you're gonna if you're gonna just go out and say, "All right, we well, just need to believe," it's just the truth. No, that's that's a powerless gospel. In fact, it's a half gospel. If you only know the truth but you're not working in the power, it's half gospel. You must be releasing the power because when the power comes in, it's the sign of the wonders happening in heaven. It's the sign when Jesus came, people believed because they saw the miracle. Oh, wow! Look at that. He healed. He brought, he brought that person who was blind, and now they can see. And it says, the Bible, let I me mean, read it. Read, go through the Gospels. You can see people believe because of the signs. And isn't it funny that people believe because of the signs, and the signs follow who, those who believe? It all comes down to belief. But you know where belief happens? You know where your faith grows? Like Gypsy said, you draw the circle. You say, God, I'm not moving until you move me. I'm not leaving until my desires become yours. I'm not going anywhere until you put a fire in me that's so hot 
so contagious. As Sean comes, I want to pray today because I believe that this church is here for a reason. I'm telling you, we're, we're occupying this land. We're looking at every part of what's going on in our world today, in our city, with the flood victims, with, with Afghanistan refugees, with the homeless. We are coming in saying we're going to occupy this land for Jesus. Jesus is coming back for his bride, and we are consumed with knowing more about our lover, knowing more about our Savior, knowing more about our King, because when we know him in that space of regular communion with him, in that space where we understand his character and we hear his voice, it's in that space that we release the kingdom. We release the kingdom. We release the kingdom. I want to pray for you today. If you want more of God's power in your life, today I'm going to encourage you from this start. Here's the Monday, here's the Monday practice, okay? From here on, set a time. If you haven't already, set a time to meet with the king. I know we do this in January, right, where it's like everybody's, I'm going to do better. I'm going to read more of my, my word. I'm going to get with him. I'm going to become more habitual in what I do for him. And that's all good and gravy. You can start. But I'm gonna, let me encourage you to keep on. Let this be a season where you have the most fruit coming out of your life. The most fruit coming out of your life in this season, season three. Where this church works in seasons. We got this till the end of the year. Let this be the season. God promised us this year, kingdom come kingdom come. You know what it looks like? You coming alive to the kingdom and the kingdom coming alive in you and you releasing God's kingdom everywhere you go. If you want more of God, would you stand to your feet, raise up your hands. I want to pray for you today that the spirit of God would fill you with the kingdom, fill you with power from on high, fill you. But I want to pray for an encounter with the father. And maybe today you've never had an encounter with him on an intimate level. Maybe it's always been through religion Maybe you've heard messages in the past and it's gotten you construed. Maybe you've come into him just like a distant God. Can I tell you, God wants to surround you and wrap you up today. As we worship, I want to come around and just pray for you. I want to release God's uh, encounter for you. But I want to encourage you to do this. Just raise up both hands. Become aware of him. Block out all things. Because this is the posture of offense. Is when we come and become aware, we invite him in. And we realize that in this space... He fills us up. In this space, he gives us everything we need to make prayer our weapon. Come on, let's get hungry in this space right now. Come on, can you put, can you put praise on your mouth? Can you seek him right now? God, we need more of you than we've ever had. We want more of your presence in our lives than we've ever had. God, we want to see kingdom come through our lives more than we've ever experienced. God, I thank you for every person in this room that no matter their background, no matter their religion, no matter what they've been through or what their parents believed or what they've seen and experienced, that today you are setting a power in them that will affect their world. God, you're, you're releasing the hunger and desperation in us that we are desiring to be king's kids, that we sit in your presence and you fill us up with your love and your power. I pray that you do that right now in this moment. I pray right now, I just release that kingdom reality over every person that they would know
know your presence. They would know your presence. They would know your presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, cry out to him. Let's get desperate in this place for more of Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.